0: I'm Julie. I'm Kristen. I'm Kate and welcome to Topical
1: Island. Each week one of us will deep dive into a topic that interests us.
0: Have you ever wondered how to become a Disney princess? Is diva behavior acceptable and what does it have to do with the opera?
1: Will we get to work from home forever
0: ever? Join us as we answer these questions and more as each week we will take you to a different topical island.
1: All right, ladies. uh, Welcome to Topical Island. How's everyone doing this uh, lovely afternoon? I'm doing great, Kristen. How are you?
0: Good. It's Valentine's Day. Feeling the love. Valentine's Day. It is indeed. I am feeling the love. I'm I'm trying to stay cozy and warm as we hopefully are seeing the end of the polar vortex that we're experiencing.
2: It's so funny that Last night, I was um, on a call with my parents, and they were like, you know, they used to just say it was cold weather. Now it's a polar vortex.
1: That's <laughs> kind of what I wanted to say, but I I just <laughs> feel like it's so dramatic.
0: It is very dramatic.
1: It's and dramatic. I have to say,
0: uh, I agree with your parents, Julie. Like, uh, you know, people talking about it, at the same time, I, I just kind of want to say, like, yeah, but it's winter. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's winter. Welcome to Canada. And
0: for for yeah. all of our our Manitoba
1: listeners, we're not in Winnipeg. Yeah, we're So, not. like, we're already in a little bit of a warmer climate. We just have- <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're basically tropical.
1: To <laughs> I, my <laughs> uncle had a friend who literally left Winnipeg because they're like, it's too cold, I'm moving <laughs> to Calgary. And that was, like, comparatively very tropical, in their opinion.
2: Well, I uh, was chatting with one of the other... Uh, mom's at daycare this week who is from california and i was kind Mm -hmm. of describing what a winnipeg winter is and even and yeah she thought even that step change might be just too much for her you know california to calgary that was a lot and then to go even further would be just too that's too much
0: definitely
1: agreed and so uh kate uh i know julie was interested and as am
0: i about your activities last sunday yeah, so last Sunday, I spent the day participating um, in the Mito Spinathon, which oh, cool. is a um, an all-day event that promotes the awareness and for uh, mitochondria diseases, and it was just a phenomenal event. <laughs> Full disclosure, I haven't actually participated in it before in person, so it was done virtually, like everything is... Uh, these days. And so I just kind of said, uh, you know, I was happy to sign up for it and support the cause and just kind of told myself that, you know, it's like it's, any time between 7am and 5pm, I'll just hop on my bike and maybe do like 30 minutes, maybe 90 minutes, who knows, it was so well done that I hopped on my bike. And not only did i have my computer on and hung out for the entire 10 hours i probably logged while well, i logged about 7 7 of those hours i was cycling because they had different uh like motivators every 25 minutes and then in between the the half an hour marks they would do little information updates about where they were with the fundraising and some information on mito and the what the Mito Canada team is, um, and the diseases. And so it was just all very fascinating on the hour, every hour, they would have a, a just a five minute yoga break to make sure that you're constantly stretching and, and oh. working on on uh, being able to stay on your bike for 10 hours, which a lot of people did. But it was just it was something that I honestly I thought, it's not going to be a big thing that turned into this was like it was my all day I've been riding that high since like since Sunday it was just such an event it was so much fun so that's my that's my rant on the Mito Spinathon so well done this year I can't wait to participate in it next year whether it's done virtually or in person oh oh and then midweek I got an email from the organizer and I won a door prize and oh, so <laughs> that was just like the cherry on top but when I replied to her saying how excited I was about the door prize I told her my story about how I was just planning to go for a few minutes and ended yes. up staying the, the whole time and and she got back to me and just said it just made her day like it was just the best story and it's just that's you know that's a real testament to her feeling like she did a really good job in putting it on was that, you know, we were able to pull you in for the full, the full day. So uh, that's amazing. Yeah, Yeah,
1: just a really good day. With people who are able to do really cool things, like with virtual events and things, like it's just, it's very inspiring. Because I mean, you can do your basic stuff, but to bring in so many elements and like to not be feeling limited, because it's virtual, like, I think that's really neat.
0: Definitely, so I knew a few people doing it um, from my triathlon group, and many of them, if not the majority, had done the in person and mm-hmm. a lot of them said they preferred the virtual so wow. they would be happy to continue with in that capacity so yeah, just a really great day
1: um dear Julie what what has your week been like? um it's been pretty quiet
2: um I uh, pretty work focused these days. So uh that and I'm taking a couple courses to supplement like um, professional development courses, which is good. But I for the first time this this week, um I- I'm kind of bored. I'm uh-huh. ready. I'm ready, especially because of this cold, cold temperatures where you're really inside. Yeah. Um I and I know everybody hits these walls. um, And I just am kind of ready for things to do. That's where I'm at this week. (laughs) Hmm.
1: And I know, I I know, I know, I know what you mean.
2: Yeah. And I'm a person who has really enjoyed this, like, Oh, I have nothing to do. That's that really resonates with me. I, I'm no plans. Cool. But I'm I'm now especially I think I blame I'm going to blame the weather a little bit and not just COVID. Um, but yeah, just ready. And kind of trying to think, you know, and Kate, this is a great example of how to get creative during these times and finding something to do. There is things to do. I just probably need to seek them out a bit more. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kate did her gin, gin or something. What, is that? Oh, and Kate did. Yeah, Kate, you're sure. you're doing okay. a great job of this spinathon,
0: gin, online gin tasting, whiskey. It was whiskey. whiskey um, but yeah, I mean, okay. pff, I've had a great week. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so. You are not bored. That's Kate can't.
0: Kate can't relate, Julie. No,
2: that's okay. No, that's inspiring and a good reminder for me.
1: Well, I did something sort of different this week as well. I am, um, as you know, February is Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And I was searching online one day and I, I'm the same right now. I'm like looking for things to do online constantly. And um, the university of Calgary had on, well, Julie, uh, so Julie and I had a um, librarian named Mrs. Fogo. She was the nicest lady in the whole world and she was a black woman. And so her daughter is Cheryl Fogo and she's very involved in um, all kinds of education and stuff. So she actually did a documentary about John Ware, who like she did a film where she researched him. He was a, a black rancher. And so she presented her film and it was like a watch party, I guess you could say. So she kind of talked about it and then you watched the film and, um, and then she was gave you the opportunity to ask questions at the end. So that was really cool. And I don't know if you guys, I don't know if I've talked to you about my love of cemeteries during COVID, but he was yeah. buried in uh, the union cemetery and I got really excited. I'm like, well, I'm going to go check that out. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I'll need to double check where she said the film was available and I'll, and I'll let you guys know, but um, it was definitely very interesting. And it was a nice way to talk about black history in Alberta, which I feel like, you know, doesn't get talked about a ton. So that was absolutely. Cool. Yeah, that is cool. Oh, mm. thank you both for
2: reminding me to go, go seek things to do.
1: Yeah. It's not coming to us these days, unfortunately.
2: No, you got to go find it. And I, yeah. that's a nice reminder. Thank you.
1: On that special note, I, uh, <laughs> Okay, Kate, where are you taking us today?
0: Before I disclose our topic, I would like you to both humor me with a small exercise. So we are going to do a little bit of a breathing exercise. You're going to inhale, and I'm going to say with every breath, I feel myself relaxing, and then we exhale. So we're going to do this three times. Inhale, with every breath, I feel myself relaxing. Exhale. With every breath, I feel myself relaxing. With every breath, I feel myself relaxing. Julie fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Julie fell asleep.
2: (laughs) I I messed up the breathing, and I couldn't stop laughing, and so I. (laughs)
0: Okay, well, uh, now my question is, how do you feel? <laughs> we probably didn't humor you with that exercise, didn't we?
2: Well, can I be honest about how I feel? I feel like breathing and breath work is something that should be so simple, but is not as proven in the last, <laughs> in the
0: last minute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes it can be hard to do what you're told when breathing is something that you do without thinking.
2: Yes, that's
0: how I feel. Okay. Kristen, why don't you tell me how you feel? <laughs> so
1: I have a um, Fitbit that like judges you on breathing <laughs> so I practice. Oh. It's like you're doing a great job. It's like you it tells you when to breathe in, when to breathe out. So I've been practicing and I did feel as though
0: I was getting more relaxed. Okay, well, so while the breathing aspect of this was was important and is important to the topic, the topic is actually mantras. Ooh. Oh, And so this is obviously the mantra with every breath I feel myself relaxing is one of many, many, many different types of mantras. Hmm. But a mantra by definition is a sacred utterance, syllable, word or group of words believed by practitioners to have religious, magical or spiritual powers. And sometimes mantras have a syntactic structure and literal meaning, while others do not. An Hmm. example between the difference would be the one we just did, which is a very literal meaning. And what I think is probably the most famous utterance, which is, um, right. The root of the word. So mantra can be broken into two parts. Mon or man, which means mind, and tra, which means transport or vehicle. So mm. it's actually the practice of transporting the mind. Cool. That is um, cool. Yeah, I, I liked that a lot. Yeah,
2: there's a lot of depth right there in, in just the word itself.
1: Yeah, let's round mm-hmm. this up. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm so excited to hear more. I'm just totally kidding.
0: Yeah, so the earliest recorded use of mantras is found in Vedic scriptures in Hinduism, which contain references of the sacredness of sound. So mantras are basically as old as the religions themselves, which are thousands and thousands Mm -hmm. and thousands of years old. And while it's most affiliated with Hinduism and Buddhism, when you think about it, mantras actually show up in a lot of religions. For example, in the Jewish practice, They sing phrases from the Hebrew Bible over and over in a form of rhythmic chant, and that's actually often accompanied by drumming on a table. And in Christianity, you can think of repetitive prayers like the Hail Mary, which are done with prayer beads like the rosary. Mm -hmm. And so you could consider all of those things mantras. And while spiritual enlightenment is kind of the source of the the purpose of mantras nowadays, as we were talking about, they can be used for anything and any purpose, really. And so what got me really interested in this is I came across an article about a runner and the the, uh, title of the article was Why You Need a Running Mantra. So ultra running champion, Courtney DeWalter. And so she was running a hundred mile trail race and went temporarily blind (laughs) because that is one of the side effects of pushing your body to its absolute limits. And she was saying in this article that she leaned on a mantra to pull her through that. So she had 12 miles left in the race and she was starting to experience loss of vision. And her mantra became, you're fine, you're fine, this is fine, you're doing fine, which (laughs) seems just the opposite of what I think I would be saying to myself in a moment like that. But her brain was able to block out the obvious crisis. And she saw herself through to the finish line. She ran the last 12 miles blind and won the race. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. So she was fine. She was fine. She was doing fine. That was all fine. Now she regained her vision a few hours later, (laughs) but that mantra got her, got her through what a lot of people would have probably just stopped and gone gotten medical attention probably was it because she knew the course or like did it also help her like not run into things well no it wouldn't have helped her not run into things in fact the one thing i i read when i looked in further to this article was that she fell a lot and did injure herself but and i yeah i have questions too about the course and whether somebody was able to you know um guide her with the voice, like their, um, their voice or or what happened, but um, the details of that, that race specifically. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Pretty amazing. And so to sports psychologist, uh, Dr. Josephine Perry, mantras can really increase perseverance, especially in a sport like running, or I mean, really any sport where you have just a lot of time to think it's very different from like basketball because you're not you're not constantly you just kind of you're going you get into uh, a mode and and you go mm-hmm. and so it's interesting a little bit of science behind it is that chants have been analyzed to be energy-based sounds and voicing of a word or a sound produces a physical vibration And scientists say when a mantra is chanted rhythmically, it creates a neuro linguistic effect Uh, such such an effect often occurs if the meaning of a mantra is known or not. And so the way that now I had to unpack this because in layman's terms for somebody like me, how I interpret a neuro linguistic effect is that the mechanisms of your brain that control the comprehension of language are stimulated even if there's no language. So going back to the vibration in the word "home" and doing that over and over, yeah. the language center of your brain is actually spark. It is interpreting that as something, I don't know it's how to... It's engaged
2: and it's almost trying to receive it as a word as a, or, or as story a story or, or yeah,
0: instructions. Exactly. Yeah. So it's taking a non-linguistic thing and trying to give it purpose or meaning right. in your brain, which I thought was interesting.
2: Hmm.
0: And then just as a side note, there's just so much out there about the the different chants and like the vibrations of it. So apparently we all have a Jaiba mantra, which is, what the vibration of the earth was doing at the time of our birth.
1: Mm-hmm. Whoa.
0: Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting.
1: <laughs> my, my mom went to like some, I think it was a Deepak Chopra thing in like San Diego or something. And they literally, that was one of the sessions they went to is they told
0: them what they're jiba was yeah so actually on showpack.com um that's one of the things they say is that they give each of their students so a master gives a student their um jiba mantra that's kind of their their personal mantra
1: so they don't necessarily have a meeting then probably
0: they're just a sound i think so okay so i'm gonna ask you both a question and i would like you only to respond with a yes or a no do you currently have a mantra No. No. All right. Well, there are people out there that would argue otherwise, because apparently everybody has a mantra, whether you're aware of it or not. It's just the way our brain works. And so this made me think a lot of the secret, either the book Mm -hmm. or the Netflix special, if you've read or or seen that, um, Mm -hmm. which is the law of attraction. Right. So whether you know it or not, you do have a mantra. And if you're lucky enough for it to just naturally be something like, I'm awesome, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's fantastic. However, the majority of people end up actually creating negative mantras about themselves, oh. such as I am I need to lose weight, I'm not pretty enough, I, I don't have things that other people have. And so it's these negative, sh- sh- these negative thoughts that shape our opinions of ourselves and actually end up being cemented in our brain on, on repeat, which will work the same way as a positive mantra, but Mm -hmm. you will not be getting the results when you're saying other people have things that I don't, it's not going to, the universe is not going to return you with all of these, these things that you want. (laughs) Right. Right. So it's not until you become aware of the fact that your mind is constantly spinning and producing these thoughts that you can actually change it. And mm-hmm. so that's where I get really interested in and I have actually created a, um, a mantra for myself for for this next whether this this next year or for the rest of my life or and you can have m- way more than one mantra for different reasons and and you know but it's I think it's really a great tool to have in your toolbox. For, you know, being in different situations and finding yourself either feeling or thinking or, you know, finding yourself in a negative space and being mm-hmm. able to pull something out of your toolbox and, and hopefully spin that around.
2: And so a mantra there, it, it it obviously has a lot to do with being said out loud, correct? Like, you know, when we talk about the vibration, like you can't just think it's not about thinking it,
0: it's about say, literally saying it. First of all, um, the difference between a mantra and a motto. So that's where I kind of had to dig a little bit deeper was where a motto is like a brief phrase or sentence um, expressing an idea, belief or rule that is kind of guiding your behavior. You generally share a motto with others, whereas a mantra is something that it's for you. Mm. And and so it's a word or phrase or belief that you say privately to yourself. And I also found that it doesn't have to be out loud, but it is recommended because it's like when you're learning something, you know, to to read it is one thing. To read it aloud is another thing. And to go a step further and write it down, it's kind of the progression of just embedding that into you.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. What about the difference, or maybe these are interchangeable, but like an affirmation, you know, like where you write on your mirror, like I'm powerful and strong or something, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, it's interchangeable.
0: So in my opinion, yes, because if you're doing the mantras correctly, they should probably all be uh, affirming.
1: Right. Yeah, right. that's true. Right. Yeah. That's true though. Cause if you, but if you had like if a mantra whatever, you're repeating that could be negative or positive. And I guess an affirmation would be a positive mantra maybe. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. So I'm curious if you, if you had to think of a a mantra to sum yourselves up or to kind of in any situation to light your fire, Mm. does anything come to mind for either of you?
2: Well, as far as lighting my fire, I'd need to (laughs) know that a bit. However, um, you know, when you asked like, do you have a mantra? Uh, And I answered no, which like consciously I don't help. Ever uh, at work I know that I say it's fine it's fine everything is fine both aloud and to myself all the time like I've I've oh. thought about cross stitching it into a into a cushion um now it's interesting to me that the runner was able to make that a real positive fire starting mantra to me that's like a just well, I guess maybe it's the same. Just, just deal. Just deal is how I read. It's fine. Everything is fine.
0: Interesting. And then I guess there's that individual aspect of it as well, where one mantra to one person can mean something completely different to another person.
1: Yeah, very much so, I would imagine. Yeah, That's very true. I mean, I think it's a really good conscious effort. I mean, you said, you know, maybe some people are kind of naturally, um, saying I'm awesome, I'm awesome in my head, but I feel like it tendency is to like look for the negative or like be doubting of yourself. And so I think it's a really, I'm, I'm with Julie in that um, I would need to, I I'd need to think it through. And I liked your idea, Kate, around like different scenarios and stuff like to go to, to have those ready to go to, because it's so easy and so subconscious to like there, I have one thing and I don't want to die. But I will, like, when I'm really stressed out, I'll be like, I want to die. Like, I'll say that in my head. I'm like, God, don't say that. And don't worry. I'm not not in a way that I want to die. But it's something that my head goes to. And I'm like, I I, I think to myself, I was like, no, you can't think that. that. That's a terrible thing to be putting out into the universe. But when I'm so stressed, it's just like, oh, I want to die. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah, you know, so no, like, that's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. I
2: know what you mean. And and it is so true that in those most stressful moments, that's when these, like, whoa, dark these yeah, dark, I know. these dark mantras, I guess,
0: yeah. uh, kind yeah. of
2: percolate. And you're like, whoa, no, 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 no. Right. Yeah. Get back down there, you. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah.
1: Let's do some affirmations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you just, I like it pairing it with the breathing. Like when you kind of, in the beginning, you're like, okay, you sit there and you breathe in and you think it, like it's a very conscious way of doing it. I imagine, you're in the middle of a situation that might be trickier to do but it's just i think the—I i think i think you're on to something kate
0: well i i have to say i really enjoy it and like i said i kind of came up for one for myself but for me it, it's two questions that i i actually do repeat over and over in many situations and the two questions are this what would she do if she could what Ooh. will i do because i can oh oh yeah that was on your monitor yes so I do I'm reading it (laughs) off of my my monitor because I have it taped to the bottom of my computer screen because this is where I often do my my on. well it's where I do all of my online um either spin classes or you know meetings or whatever it's something I see literally every day and it's something that I have repeated to myself when I'm out running and I'm feeling pain or you know just oh this is getting the better of me and so to unpack that a little bit for both of you and for anybody listening who doesn't know me personally, with my three-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Tenley, having Rett syndrome, there is a lot that she is unable to do. She she is yet to stand or walk on her own. She can't. Um, she is nonverbal. And so there may be a lot of situations in which I will find myself wondering, what would she be doing if she could do it? Mm-hmm. Um, she has, there's a lot, you know, it, there's a lot. That will hinder her through life however i have none of those hindrances and i am very fortunate to not have to wonder what would i do if i could do it what will i do because i can there's no reason Mm. for me not to do something so when i'm out running and i think this is getting the better of me and i think to myself can i push myself harder because i can and it makes me go go faster. So, very so that that's my that's my mantra. I, I would like to task you both with thinking about what your personal mantras would be, but I also found this little phrase, a, anonymous author. I don't know who said this, but I quite like it. And so I will leave you with this: "I am" can be two of the most powerful words in the world because whatever you put after them shall shape your reality. Cool.
1: There you go mic drop thank you so much Kate that was so educational but also inspiring like I, I will yeah. be thinking this through and I feel like we definitely next week need to come back to it
0: and discuss what we did
1: yes please
0: please I, I yeah. will I will be asking
2: okay <laughs> like,
1: uh, if you didn't say that it was going to happen anyway so. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, but, uh, yeah so thank brilliant. you so much and um Julie do you I mean that was such a high note to 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 end on, but bring us even higher. Let me, let me take, no, no, I was going to write the song, but I'm so happy
2: you did. So I have some good news. Um, unfortunately it is related to some bad news, but I think overall it's great news. Um, and I am going to quote from our, uh, this, uh, the CBC, but as many of you know, in I believe January of 2021, if not December of 2020, Canada's son Alex Trebek passed away, and very sad. it's very sad. And I just thought I have some good news related to his passing, oh. Alex trebek had a reputation as a dapper dresser his son matthew recently donated the late canadian jeopardy's host onset wardrobe to a charity that helps men with histories of addiction homelessness and incarceration trebek suits ties shirts shoes and belts will go to the doe fund that's spelled d-o-e fund a u.s charity that provides vocational training continuing education and comprehensive social services the items will be shared with men who are going for interviews or starting new jobs, according to Harriet McDonald, president of the Doe Fund. Matthew said his dad was not so dapper around the house. When I remember thinking about how my dad was dressed around the house and whatnot, all his clothes had holes in them, Matthew said. They were all tattered T-shirts and jeans and stuff. He would wear clothing until it was just physically he could not wear it anymore. But then obviously when it was time to go to an event or he was taping or anything, he would be able to have a complete 180 with his wardrobe and he would always look, you know, very sharp and very well dressed. Matthew thinks his father, who died of cancer in November 2020, uh, would have approved of the donation. I think he would feel really good about it. My dad did a lot for others. I thought that was really wonderful. And, you know, the Doe Fund is one example. I know here in Calgary, the Women in Need Society does similar work. Um, if you mm-hmm. donate uh, gently used dress clothes so that they can empower folks to go and have wonderful interviews and interviews and look the part. And that is half the battle. It
0: yeah. really is. That I think that's phenomenal. And it, uh, you know, really just he is continuing to make a positive impact from beyond the grave, even. He's just, he can do no wrong. <laughs> Let's face it. He can do no wrong. Bless him.
1: So, um, there also is a, I actually just had a meeting last week with these women. There's a program for women in Calgary also called Dress for Success, very similar. I don't know if you can donate your clothes directly
0: to them, but you can. can making changes, which I think have now merged, uh, Women in Need. There's a ton in Calgary for both women and, and men, those are all examples for, for women.
1: It's a wonderful thing. It is a wonderful a very thing. Positive, a very positive thing, for sure. Yes. Well, ladies, did you find what you were looking for?